Welcome to Come Queens. I'm Grace. I'm Charlotte. Today's episode, we talk about missing white woman syndrome. all the white women gone <laughs> um missing people are not funny but yeah the um, whole country they're not, the but... whole country is fucking in like just focused on this gabby gabby petito petito very italian yeah they you know yeah i'm sh- you probably know the story she's traveling you across country in a van hashtag van life hashtag van life instagramming and TikToking the whole experience she goes missing i mean obviously the boyfriend did it right and uh, he's missing now yeah they found her body now he's missing but there it's brought up like this whole well my history with this is like as a child i legitimately thought that like I, that like someone was gonna come kidnap me or something because I everybody I saw on TV who was missing was like a blonde haired blue eyed little girl or woman and I was like like Elizabeth Smart and I were the same age like when that all happened and I'm like oh my god like they're gonna she sp- recently came to Asheville too I she, saw her I, oh you went to the I to saw the talk her speak yeah oh, shit. yeah um I mean yeah and it was raising money for a local. I can't remember whether it was our local domestic violence or mm. or like uh, rape crisis center. I, it was either our voice or help me that okay. I was raising money for. So I went with my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we saw her and I bought her book or my mom. Let me yeah. rephrase. My mom bought me her book. Okay. Have you read I, it? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. But I mean, she did talk about like obviously people like blamed her a lot afterwards but right well because but she was kidnapped when she was a child like and they're like why didn't you run away or whatever right and like she was with a psycho who married her and like told, and he told her that he would like murder her whole family and uh, as a kid you're gonna be like well right yeah i believe you but but there's that whole like chris rock thing or maybe it is it Chris Rock or is it Dave Chappelle who has the skit about the uh, like there at the same time there was like a six year old girl in Philadelphia, uh, a six year old black girl in Philadelphia who was kidnapped and like literally like bit her like oh. handcuffs off of her and like fucked it like she fucking escaped like a badass Hell yeah. and everyone's like so so there I mean. <laughs> The juxtaposition there. (laughs) The juxtaposition. But, dude, I think we lived in, like, the so the early 2000s is, like, when there was just, I think it's after (laughs) 9-11. You know, I feel like that. Post 9-11, everything got crazy. Everything. Just nuts. But, like, the missing white woman syndrome in the early 2000s was insane. Also, like, I grew up in a household where we watched the news, the local news and the nightly news every night. So you're just bombarded with... um, you know, you better be careful. There's people coming in your windows and stealing your children, your little white girls. Right. That's me. Right. Um, also, in Baltimore, we had the uh, the fucking, what did they call him? The sniper? DC oh, sniper. Yeah. That was fucking crazy, too. And they were like, um, we still had to go to school. They were just like, look out for white vans. And they were, in the school, we had a training session, uh, zigzag sideways walking. <laughs> They're like, just walk a uh, zigzag and you'll, you know, don't that'll worry. deflect bullets. You won't be sniped. I mean, it seems like that's the whole thing about sniping is like, you don't see it coming. 
Yeah, snipers are good at what they do usually. But yeah, this is like so this so now that everyone's been like following this case and I mean honestly like I feel like there is and have I been this person I'm going to own up to it right now. Like I murder I'm a mystery. True, right, like yeah. I'm a true crime junkie and like there definitely is a piece to it that's like dehumanizing, I think. In yeah. A, in a yeah. way. But like everyone's focused on Gabby when we are just ignoring lots of other cases of non-white women who go missing all the time, who literally just like can't even get any bit of news coverage. Like this has been like the, you know, like New York Times is like sending out breaking news alerts on your cell phone. Like, I know. This is what's yeah. going on with Gabby. And like, and at this point too, it's like they found her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're... I, yeah, but people are still all wrapped up in the case. Like, we could be out here finding somebody else who may still be alive. Right. Or, like, we have a chance of actually, like, saving them. Um, but, yeah, it's been on the front page of the New York uh, Post three times, uh, just Gabby's case. Um, and Newsweek and The Independent both have, like, those live briefings. Like, you know those pages where they're, like, they do it during the political races, mm, too. Like, mm-hmm. here are the updates. Of course, fucking Nancy Grace. I just think about him. She's still she's still doing her thing? I think so. Oy. She's out here. Um, and then, yeah, and it's basically just a top story in every major news outlet. So I think it's kind of like a question of journalistic choices. Oh, for sure. But yeah. also, we're responsible. Yeah, because we eat this shit up. And we're sharing it on all of our mm-hmm. social media. Yeah. So the, the missing white girl syndrome is is media deems, you know, with active co- coverage, who is worthy and who is an unworthy victim. Um, and they position certain subgroups of women, often white, wealthy, and conventionally attractive, as deserving of our collective resources. Time, coverage, like, this case is blown up because... You know, she was famous before, so I think that is definitely a oh, factor. She already had like a lot. She had she a was following. Like a travel you know, she was a TikToker, person. so she had a following. So that is part of it. But still, I think that missing white girl syndrome applies here. Yeah. Even though there's that extra, extra bit piece. of like, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, this blew up because TikTokers, because she was on TikTok, are like create breaking down cases analyzing her videos like analyzing the relationship um but yeah so this makes uh the mar- marginalization and victimization of other groups of women such as low-income women and women of color seem natural and like when a white girl goes missing it's like oh man we got to save her it's the damsel in distress right and like it couldn't have been her she had to she... be she was safe and right yeah she was a good person Mm -hmm. like i feel like that yeah we focus on like their role as like a daughter or a mother or like she was a good student like yeah usually when any other like someone who is not white goes missing they focus on um their family relations or uh their problems like abusive boyfriends trouble past um walking alone like yeah like oh she was in the she she was was making wrong decisions right exactly like blaming yeah blaming the victim blaming the victim and like i think you know also it's just like abuse happens i feel like the whole like other narrative behind that is like how could this happen to her and it's like because abusive partners 
are everywhere. Right. Yeah. You know, and like the cop, I mean, they did know the cops got called. I may have watched the body cam footage. I did watch the body cam footage. My husband broke down the, he he was into it. He was like, you know about this Gabby but, TikToker? I was like, what? You yeah. know about this? Well, my so husband he knew watched, about it. He, he knew about it too. And I was like, he's I, done a deep dive of it. So I got the play by play of the body cam footage from him. But they blamed her. I know. But I. But even, it did seem like the evidence. <laughs> we're getting into the fucking no, case, God, God, dude. We got to get out of it. It's Here's because the thing. yeah, because we do like like we are people who enjoy like true crime. Like right. I do like to watch and like this is a person. Yeah, and and Nightline. I do. I watch these cases. I watch all of the. But like when I think back, like on 2020, and like major Netflix uh, crime docs that have blown up. Those women are all white. They're all white mothers. They're yeah. all conventionally attractive. They're all like middle or upper class. It's no, it's never like a deep dive on like a woman who like struggled with drugs or anything like that. Right. Because well, like, and that's when like, ser- like honestly, after I watched the Dahmer doc like recently on Netflix, that. it like I didn't know. No one had ever. Oh, I didn't know that he only he mainly only killed people of color, and he was like a conventionally attractive white man, and mm. he like actually lived in a black community, which everyone in his black community was like, "What's up with this white guy living here? Like this is weird. This guy's and his and the neighbor is in the documentary, and like she was just like this guy. We all knew this guy was weird, and they tried to call the cops. Like they, and they tra- didn't listen. The, they no, they sent the victim. They sent this child back to be murdered by jeffrey dahmer holy shit like he he and because they were like oh he doesn't speak english he 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 didn't not speak english he had jeffrey dahmer had already drilled a fucking drill into his skull (gasps) yeah and he like sorry spoiler alert shit yeah and like they but like it's just and so that's something i think too that so that like affected his speech and he right. had like an open hole he had in his. He had escaped. And they and didn't. They, and, and he they went said to the it was a lover's quarrel. And he was like 14. Lovers? You're a he fucking was child. He was a 14 year old child. And like. Well, that's it, another thing. That's a huge problem with our society. We deem, especially black girls, people of color as older, older than they actually are. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like I saw that all the time and older and more aggressive. Like, oh, yeah, I saw that all the time when I would be work. I mean, people wouldn't. I actually got in a fight with like someone who works at the nature center one time because they were like they wouldn't give me like the child pricing <gasps> for a child that I was there with. And I was just like a black a black girl child who was who I was there with and they were like trying to argue me that she wasn't under 12 and she was 11 and like I was just like first of all why are you even like what kind of time do you have in your life that you're gonna like argue with me about this right anyway like what is it three dollars or whatever um but yeah it's like it's definitely um a thing and they're more likely to be like oh it's a run like if a teen goes missing if a black or brown teen goes missing, I feel like they're often like, oh, they're a runaway. Well, first of all, if they – Yeah, that's, if they that's are, the default. Even if a child – if a young – if a 13-year-old runs away, they are in danger and still need to be found. Mm-hmm. It's not like – And now it's fine because they chose to leave. Like if you're a missing child, you're a missing child. 
Um, and they're starting to like change. I read they're starting to change the protocol because they used to list kids as runaway or missing. Right. And now they're just saying missing mm-hmm. because you're still missing. Yeah. Um, if you run away. Yeah, but I mean, they're that's what they that's what they say happens. Right. So, so that's the whole adultification bias uh, that affects specifically young black girls. And there's been st- legit. There's a study by uh, Georgetown Law that um, 20, 2017, 2018, um, that adults think. Um, that young black girls need less nurturing and protection as young as age five. Five? Yeah, five years old. So we're already seeing, like, young girls are already seen as, like, the stereotypes of black women, like, aggressive... Um, or over like they're whole, over like, sexualized very, and very strong, like the whole like strong, yeah, strong black woman. But like these are children, yeah, and like you, yeah, it's it's uh, and they're also uh, punished in school, suspended, uh, sent to juvie, um, two times more likely than white counterparts. So I think, and I think a lot of this. Like as far as the reporting goes, it starts in the with the newsroom staff too, and and right. Who are you going to pick? And newsrooms are quote unquote becoming more diverse. Honestly, mm. like, and what they mean by that is that they're hiring more white women, and like, <laughs> they're, yeah. And I don't think like this whole idea of grouping women, like when they say women and minority business owners, for example. I know like our city oh. has programs for women and minority business owners. Well, guess what? White women are 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 taking the most advantage of that, and also mm-hmm. like, if you say women and minorities, first yeah. of all, like that's a huge. Pers- that's everyone except for white men. Right. That's every single person except white men. Yeah, and so like, I think that that should be like, w- white women should have their own, or not even. I mean, I don't think we need it. We don't. I don't need think the so boost. either. Yeah, We're because fine. because um. Female minorities are at the intersection of racism and sexism. Right. White women are not. If you are both a minority and a fe- and a woman, I think then you should get extra. Right. For sure. You should get resources. White but, women, I don't think we need special resources. But then to think that they can like try to claim diversity because they have white right. women. We have a white woman on our staff. But, yeah. So that these newsrooms, like that's one of the other theories too, is because these women look like. Okay. The women, you know, they have things in common mm-hmm. with these And they think victims. their audience does too. Right, of course, because and that's like and that's why just in general diversity makes every would make everything better. You're, you know, because then we just see different news stories. Mm-hmm. Um than we normally see. And even like white men could be like, that could be my daughter or whatever, you know. Right. Um so I think that that's like that's because they white men can only see women as their as daughters, daughters to and, empathize daughters with them. and mothers, yeah. um, not just like oh, those, those oh, she's people. a human being. But a lot of this is like profit motivated. I saw this one comment on Reddit that was like somebody who had worked at a um, who had worked at like a news organization in the UK, and they actually like put out a list of basically like the number of clicks they get based mm. on what like basically missing white child being like most clicks and then and and they actually even broke it down between uh race missing cute 
cuteness or attractiveness and then like yeah and so and they so they're using their click you know it's all about clicks Mm -hmm. and that's how like that's how all of our news organizations make their money right yeah so the more that we read i mean it's like a, a vicious cycle the more we read about Gabby's case, the more we're just yeah. incentivizing them to keep showing us. Right. Case. Keep showing us missing white girls. Um, but then it seems like there's been a like this time around, there's been people who are saying like, this is bullshit. Like there are tons of missing in just in Wyoming. There have been like 400 um, missing indigenous women in the past 10 years where she where her body was found. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that's, yeah. Oh, actually. And then, and 710 missing indigenous people of, you know, all genders, 57% of which were women and 85% of which were children. So like in the exact same area, mm-hmm. they could be using these exact same resources. With every, uh, like, white woman, white missing woman story, there is another woman's story who didn't get any kind of news coverage at all. Yeah. I mean. Literally none. Like, some people. Yeah. And, and that's, like, so key to solving cases. Like, when you, like, I, I will say Even that. Even the, what's that, um, America's Most Wanted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's helped. Well, yeah, if you see, because people are like, oh, I saw something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I listen to a lot of the true crime podcasts, and that's like people remember information when they start hearing about it. Um, And they're like, oh, I actually do have a picture on my cell phone. I was traveling through that area this day, you know, and then it's like a clue. Right. Um, So I think, you know, it's not just like media coverage for the sake of whether we see it or not. It can actually like mean the difference between these people being reunited with their families or at least finding finding them and then having closure if they are no longer alive. You right. Know? Um, and I think that there's also like a lot of police mistrust, which makes a lot of sense in these cases. Like, And people think you have to wait 48 hours to report somebody missing, but you don't. Yeah, I thought that. When I read that, I was like, oh, it's it, it depends on where you are. Right. But I think we think that because of all these, like, cop shows like NCIS and, like, it, there's a show literally called 48 Hours about, right. like, missing people, so... What we see on the media is just like but that's 48 in our hours brains. is about how the first 48 hours is so important. Is that's so true. Important. Because if you miss, right, because all like the chances of you getting reliable sources who remember, like if I don't know you, but I just happen to see you at a coffee shop, like I could probably, like today I went to the coffee shop, I could probably say, oh yeah, I confirm that I see mm-hmm. like a few people i don't know i don't trust i don't trust my memory that well that's like, true especially facial recognition memory is not very good but like i could definitely the people that i spoke to i think i would i would definitely be able to be like yes i can confirm that they were there so you know i i totally understand not wanting to involve the police especially if you are a person who might have outstanding warrants for mm-hmm. some bullshit or, or just general mistrust of law enforcement. Right. Not- or child services getting involved. Mm-hmm. If your kid goes missing. Like, at first, you're probably like, I might try to figure this out, like, on my own. Right. Ask the community. Like, and at the end of the day, if, if, if someone goes missing, I do think, like, the family and friends and support system are, like, going to be the best 
chance of yeah. finding them because you have to keep the story alive. Right. And then a lot of the problem with people who don't have access to resources, they're not going to have the time or the money to take off work to look for their uh, send out the whole search. missing person. I mean, you yeah. See all organize those. and even pay for private detectives, which I'm sure. Yeah. Petito's like family is paid the search for. dogs. Yeah. Like all of those things like it takes an incredible amount of resources to be able to. Yeah, so why are we adding resources to people who already have them? Right. You know? And, like, and I think the thing is, and I think when, like, this conversation, because I think um, when this conversation comes up, I I feel like, you know, it's obviously not to say that, like, we don't want to find Gabby or we don't want to have her family, you know? I mean, that's not, that's not the point. Um it's just to say that the point is equity with right. within this whole fucked up system. Right. Um, because it's statistically proven that black people receive disproportionately less coverage than white people and and men and boys even less. And that's, you know, a whole nother thing um, than women. Um, and this was cross reference with national local media outlets and against FBI missing persons. I mean, we have the data. We know what's going on. Um, but we are still like missing white girls still kind of shoved down our throat. Yeah. In Wyoming, um, 22% of missing persons are indigenous people. Um, and, and they're only, I think indigenous folks only make up 3% of the population. Mm -hmm. Um, and only 30% of those cases were given literally any any kind of any coverage coverage. so that's even saying that someone is missing which is wild to me and i like i I wonder about that like locally i was looking um actually because i was listening to another part i'm like i wonder if there are missing people in Asheville, and i can only find stories of missing white women but Mm -hmm. i don't i i suppose that that i imagine that somebody else has to have gone missing in the in Asheville at some point in time. Oh yeah. Um but out of there are like there are 800,000 people go missing every year. That's crazy too. Like that's yeah. crazy. There is I know. I didn't when I was doing research on this, I was like, "Damn, there's a lot of people that go missing." I mean, Black women make up less than 7% of the U.S. population, but they represent 10% of all missing person cases throughout the entire country. So more um, black and brown people go missing than than white people. Like, But yeah. why we're fascinated with missing white girl. Um, it's estimated that 613,000 um, women of color are missing. Um, Holy it, shit. Oh, uh, sorry. 613,000... Uh, people were missing in 2018. 60% of those people are women of color. Holy shit. So, yeah. That's, I mean, it's, and and it's like how, I mean, if that many, when you think about that many people going missing, you'd be, like, you'd think yeah, you'd be constantly lot. hearing about right, yeah. people going missing. And I think, like, back to Dahmer, though, like, that's how, that's what, like, it allowed, not only does it, like, not help find those people, but it also, like allows people to 
do harm to Mm -hmm. these people because no one's like going to be looking, you know, like, and I know, I mean, I know like sex workers specifically too are often, and trans sex workers Mm -hmm. are often, you know, victims of, um, you know, abuse and crime and going missing and stuff like that. Because it's like, if no one's looking, because if you, especially serial killers, they start with people who they don't think anyone basically is going to notice is gone. Right, yeah. Um, Because you can get away with continuing to kill for, like, a longer period of time. Um, And, but yeah, of of black people are missing, only only 22.97% have been followed by the news. Mm. Um, Also, I... I thought I do have a couple of podcast recommendations that I found throughout my research. Um, Asia Todd has a podcast called Black Girl Missing um, that is stories of missing black women. And she coined the hashtag Aisha alert. And she was saying that when you're classified as a runaway, there Mm. is no Amber alert that goes out. And also... I never really put a lot... Well, is an Amber alert based on a little white girl named amber i would just yeah i think think i think it is it became like a thing when we were young too i see them all the time i know on the highway huge highway sign that's like but it'll be like text this number for an amber alert and i'm like well i mean can't you just tell me what the alert is on the sign well sometimes it says it's like look for a red oh whatever and there's a lot of silver alerts too um oh is that for the elderly yeah when they they wander off yeah um I like that silver. But she says that her podcast is about is not about entertainment, but about empathy, uh, which is cool. And um, there's also uh, another podcast called Intrigued Full Effect um, by Shondrea Thomas, who um, I, I did listen to an episode of her podcast today. And it's like... I don't know, the, just the one story that I listened to was like about this um, this young college student who was found in a lake and like with a backpack full of rocks and the police mm. just were like ruled it a suicide and she was like this and he had like a pair of binoculars. Like he was going to watch the moon. He was going to see the full moon and then like is dead and never, the, the police were just like, well, he was it's wearing a, a backpack of rocks. Yeah, that seems like a way that somebody would lie. He was like, and he was he was like five ten and died in like five feet five inches of water. Oh, okay. So not suspicious at all, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, so it's like it's cool that there are people out here who are actually like bringing, um you know, attention to these cases. But I think that we have to like go out because then I, but then I was reading all this criticism of this, but then still not seeing like, well, who is, who is the other Gabby Petit? Like who is the other person whose case we should also be following right now? Like all of them, like they were all, there was even like a whole episode on, it was like Nyline or one of those where they were like from a few years back where they were like all, it was like these six families who, we're like, yeah, we wish you guys would cover mm-hmm. our kids like you do these other kids. And then they just gave them literally like fi- a 15 second clip where they're just like holding, holding up, up a, a picture of their missing child. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
well, what's up with that? Like, I want to act. So I did, I did manage to find a couple of current missing local people. Um, one is in Knoxville. Deshina Kyle has been missing since June 23rd. Um, and I went on, I went on WVLT, who's like Knoxville's local news station's website and the top of their, it's it's a fucking picture of Gabby. And then you scroll down, there's no picture of Deshina. I also saw, um, a news story where they mispronounced her name. Hmm. Um, and then, so these are like semi-local to us, like in the yeah. general vicinity. And then Deidre Reed is a 41-year-old woman who went missing on September 23rd um, in Uptown Charlotte. And so um, at, her family is obviously looking for information. But yeah, every time someone, everyone in the local community, because we, if the media is not going to do it, we can do it on our own with right. social media. But we have to like get the word out to begin with. Well, I th- and I think, like, social media is definitely, like, the tool that we can use. Like, because I think a lot of people are consuming this Gabby content as entertainment and not necessarily as, like, empathetic and, you know. Well, it's not like they're going to find her or, like, we're well, going to find her. Yeah, but, like, then you have, like, TikToks of breaking down videos of, like, peering through all her, yeah, peering through all her past videos and dissecting them, like, just maybe just stop consuming that media and that can help sway um, our obsession with white women. Well, yeah, the breakdowns, but I actually do think like I personally, in my vision to abolish the police, we're just going to get the internet to solve all crimes because, uh, Oh, do you see that Netflix? Was it cats? No. Oh, don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. I didn't watch it because I heard that it's oh, really upsetting about cats. You do love cats. And I love cats a lot. But that's like a, a documentary about how like fucking Reddit users fucking solved this crime. Like, oh, the internet's because, powerful. Right. And that's, I mean, so we just have to use our powers mm-hmm. appropriately because yes. I know our little, we have this local Facebook group that literally like the the speed at which they can solve like the most oh minor gosh, crime yeah. is astounding. They'll be like, somebody hit and ran on my car, and they'll be like, this is who they are and where they work <laughs> in like 30 seconds. And I'm just like, how did you guys do that? Also, like, why do we need the police? Because they don't solve crimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, most of the, even when I listen to the Missing Persons podcast, it's just like, police fucking up all along the way they're compromising yes, bumbling, the evidence bumbling all these investigations yeah, they don't know what they're doing yeah. they're walking and touching shit on the crime scene yeah like just let the web sleuths at it and we just have to like shift the shift the focus around um but then also when it comes to like actual entertainment like uh mayor of east town like all these new oh. all these shows about um murder is usually like a white girl gets murdered in small town um and these just they these have existed since i was a kid and they're just like the main source of and then they also are copaganda loving yeah they're almost always copaganda um but then it's always a white girl so like stop making this shit yeah just and stop watching it um but you can go to the Black and Missing Foundation. Um, they That's actually, that's how I learned about Deidre Reed's story. Um, and they have a Twitter also, if you are one who tweets. Um, 
and their their Twitter handle is at B A M underscore F I, but you can just look up Black and Missing Foundation. I'm sure it'll come up, um, and that would be a great resource, you know, to start to like follow somebody who can call attention to this. Also, mm-hmm. I don't think we said this at the beginning, which is really important. That Gwen Eiffel is the one who. Um, from PBS, um, she she's the one who coined the term missing white woman syndrome. So I just want to give credit where credit is due. And I love Gwen Ifill. Um, May she rest in peace. And and then Joy Reid, who I think is on, I don't know, I all, know of, the name. all of the, um, she has like the readout report, but she she's the one who, start, who brought that up on TV, I think, that's starting to like hmm. – draw attention um, to this problem. But it, we can't just say there's a problem. We have to actually then, right. then also start showing the other cases that are out there. So, yeah, if anybody knows of any – also, if anybody knows of any missing people, like we're happy to share that on our social media as well. Um, if there's any cases that you're like, these need attention and – um, I mean, that's the thing when you're even searching for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I mean, I think that that's a problem in general. Also, just when we research for our podcast, I think about that all the time. Like, I think that Google's algorithm, like, knows I'm a white woman and gives mm. me, like, like here's something that really, like, I was, I was trying to do last night. I was, tr- I was trying to do a medical Google. But, like, if you look up, like, skin like a skin rash or something Mm -hmm. it'll only ever show you skin rashes on white skin and like or for me that's all that ever comes up in my search results but like i was looking at like something on my husband's skin and i'm like well it's like i need to see another picture right yeah you know like what you specifically have to say like black skin black right like that's so and it's like then i feel america uh, white people are the default Right, but we're but we're not the majority. We are not. No. So, um, I think it's you know, hopefully that that's gonna change soon. But we're gonna we'll share some resources on our social media um, as well, and hopefully, like this conversation becoming a thing is gonna maybe start to shift shift this in a direction where we can actually see see these women, you know uplifted and women and children and Mm -hmm. and people i mean it's not it's not just all women right um they're definitely like that like that one story on on the podcast you know it was that was a young black man um and you know and also like they believe the the families like people would be like my kid wouldn't run away they wouldn't kill themselves like if they're saying that, like right. your most reliable source is the people who know you best, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like whenever it's sensational, I've admittedly just listened to all of Up and Vanished season one, which like I've been hate listening to at a certain point because I don't like the host of it at all. Okay. Um, but I've never listened to it. But it's like, be- you know, she's a she's a beauty. Like mm-hmm. a, she's mm-hmm. a beauty queen in a small town. Yeah. Still Georgia. Yeah. Like. 
you know, and in and in the trial, though, like the when they're prosecuting it, they're like, her family will never see that beautiful smile again. Like they kept talking about how she looked like mm-hmm. as if you were going to convict him because she was attractive. Yeah, and I was like, that's, that's the greatest sin of all. If you kill a attractive woman, attractive white but, woman, but like, ew. Ew. Like, I hope that no one would ever speak that way of me. And also, I think... Well, I mean, and we saw that with the John JonBenet Ramsey case, too. Just like... Oh, I can't even believe I didn't think about John JonBenet mm-hmm. when I was... Because I was thinking about Natalie Holloway. You remember her? She went missing She was in the most recent. Yeah. And, like, they really went all out with her. Elizabeth Smart. Um, um, Madeline, Madeline McCann. Oh, but I noticed I was looking at like the the year timeline. It's all early two thousands, and I'm just like, there's something two thousands were fucked up. Here. Well, and also like now it doesn't seem like our news cycle almost has room for like. Right, it moves way like, faster because they than needed. It used to. Like, That's remember true. they would like just come like in the nineties. They'd be like killer bees or whatever. Like that was like you know like they had to come up with. Yeah. Something sensational to put on the news. But now, like, the stories just write themselves. Yeah. Um, One catastrophe after another. So, um, yeah, I mean, there I'm sure. um, But, yeah, we'll share we'll share this other, you know, some other resources on our Instagram and you can check our show notes to to follow um, this this project, too. Um, And they're like not only. Are they, you know, putting these out here? Like, they're also, like, working to get these cases in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you work at a media organization, you know, encourage the staff. To, if you're a white woman working at a media <laughs> organization, it's your responsibility to make sure that the staff looks like the community or, you know, like like your readers or your whoever – yeah, you need to use your sway and resources to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening, and we 